something like that. Like double time? Mm -hmm. So like 140, 70 what? So 148. 148. Come on, guys. Let's show you how we do this. everybody doing it is a thursday march 18th as i record this podcast good morning good afternoon good evening good whatever time it is that you're listening to this at bros in the break room is of course the podcast i am doing with joey matt james's season just ended and we have a little bit of downtime now until i i think the next thing popping up here is katie's bachelorette season we have a little bit of time between now and then and anybody who knows me knows i am extremely passionate about the television show the bachelor um it's one of my biggest passions i've always it's not it's it's not i i i really have no no passion i i should say i have no passion about the bachelor i i I, 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 I told Joey, Joey, Joey said, hey, Fonz, come over. Let's watch The Bachelor. I'm like, oh, yeah. And we, we've always talked about doing a podcast. I'm like, oh, perfect. You want to do a podcast on The Bachelor? He's like, yeah, let's do it. And that was pretty much that. And I'm actually super glad I did it because I had a ton of fun being able to talk about these people. I know Joey did, too. We're going to continue to do it. But, again, not really my area of, of, of expertise um, at all. Um, this is more of my area of expertise. I, I know people, people who know me know I, I am very passionate about about music, not just playing it, but also uh, listening to it and, and, and being critical of it. And on this podcast, I'm going to try, um, emphasis on try, to, to kind of dive into a few of my favorite albums, talk about why I like them so much, why I think they're significant, or why I think they're they're not significant, but they're just something I like. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to to try and that that emphasis really is on try because music can be a difficult thing to explain which is part of the reason I want to do this uh, I'm really doing this to continue to practice uh, my 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 skills um, as a as, as a podcast host and I just I figured it'd be fun you know, you know whatever I need a hobby I I, it, I, I need a hobby I, I I need a hobby this needs to be my hobby this is going to be my hobby um, I'm going to be doing this here between bros in the break room seasons I wanted to just, I actually wanted to start by talking about The Bachelor. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I want to talk because Matt James' season ended and I'm actually bitter as hell about it. I, now that I think about it, I'm looking back on it. We did our final episode with some guests and those guests were laying out their favorite bachelor characters of all time and they're the they, the character and they're telling me about these characters and some of the situations that these characters created and it sounded so awesome it sounded so like over the top there's so many like 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 over the top moments joey's talking about luke p and the fact that luke p is 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 telling Hannah B, uh, don't sleep. If you sleep with any of these other contestants, you're a terrible person. And then Hannah B says, yeah, well, I slept with Pete in the windmill six times. What do you think about that, Luke P? Get out of here. I mean, that's fantastic. That's why I'm watching The Bachelor. I looked up Colton's fence jumping moment. That, to me, little crack there. Do you hear that? You catch that little crack? That's all right. That'll happen. Colton's fence jumping, to me, is pinnacle Bachelor. That's what I'm. That's what I'm watching The Bachelor for. 
Colton Svench jumping is the best batser thing I've ever seen. I've YouTubed some moments, haven't seen anything better than that. That is just pure, it's just a fantastic moment. Felt super genuine. Everybody, Chris Harrison, all the producers, felt it seemed like they were genuinely worried and not sure what was going on, and I freaking loved it. We didn't get that with Matt James this season. I'm a little bitter about it, hoping that things are going to be spiced up quite a bit for these Bachelorette seasons. I actually like the fact that Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams are going to be hosting it. Cannot believe I'm talking about The Bachelor by myself, but here we are. It's 2021. What up? Um, okay. I'm going to be diving into an album um, that it was my favorite album of, of 2020. I had, I had two albums that, that really stuck out to me that, that I thought were, were, were just kind of a hair above everything else in 2020. Um, the, the first one, which I, I may actually try to talk about at some point, but it's going to be very, very difficult because there's a, there's a really a lot going on is Fiona Apple's album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters um, is the name of the record. Uh, Fiona Apple has been, um, she's been, uh, really kind of a, I, I shouldn't say star, but she is a big name um, within the, the kind of um, singer-songwriter uh, community, you could say, within her genre of, of, of music. She definitely is kind of kind of one of the top people and, and has been for 20-plus for years. And, 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 and this was, was her best album, in my opinion. And there's a lot going on instrumentally. There's a lot going on sonically, dy- dynamically. There's a lot to really dive into on that one. So I didn't want to start with that. I wanted to start with something um, that was a little bit, I think, simpler. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. But it also was my favorite album of 2020, which was Mac Miller's um, album, Circles. Um, anybody who is familiar with Mac Miller, which I, I assume most people who hear this podcast are going to be familiar with, with, with Mac Miller because he did have some hits. Uh, most notably, I mean, his biggest hit was Donald Trump, which, um, I think came out in, in 2011. Um, and that really was a, a hit. And I remember when that song came out and it was played all over colleges. I mean, it was really kind of one of, one of, one of those college kind of frat party hits and I and I and I mean that in a very I don't mean that in a, in a negative way um I I, I it, he's really a, an extremely talented rapper and he kind of flexes it on that song actually it's a very catchy song he actually uses a sample um in that that song that that entire song uses a sample um of of Sufjan Stevens who's another one of my favorite artists um one of a Sufjan Stevens song called um Vesuvius uh, uses a sample um, throughout that um, throughout the 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 entire song, um, which I thought was kind of cool. So when I heard that song, I was like, "Oh yeah, I kind of know what's going on there. I've 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 heard that song b- b- before, but I I'm kind of hearing almost like a new rendition um, of it, like a hip hop rendition of it." And Mac Miller just absolutely um, kills it. It's a very catchy song. It's a great song. I mean, I I, I really do enjoy that song um, for what it is. But what that song sets out to do is be fun, and that's it. You know, it really sets out to be to be fun, to be, and, and, and again, that's it. It's, it's something that's fun. It's something you can drink to. It's something that you play at parties, and that's really what it sets out to accomplish, and that's it. 
this album circles is is quite a bit different um, than than what you might might have heard from um, if if you are familiar with Mac Miller and what you know best about him is Donald Trump or another I think a big one of his songs uh, was Knock Knock um, another you know kind of again um, kind of frat party rap song that um, again really flexes his ability as a rapper I mean he's a fantastic rapper but uh, he, he's somebody that's had an extremely interesting career arc um like i like i mentioned really kind of started with that that kind of party rap you know kind of frat rap let's make you know fun music you know for people to play at parties and as his life and career continued to evolve you could tell that the music he he started to make was was a lot less fun it was a lot less about partying and it was a little bit more introspective it was a little bit more about kind of his own experiences he kind of gives a little bit of a snapshot of what's going on in his head and let's not forget mac miller died in 2018 um, from a drug overdose and this album circles came out in 2020 about a year and a half after he he passed away and his intention was to create he he created the album before circles in 2018 was called swimming and that album really had a lot of the same characteristics as this album circles um it was a lot more introspective it was a lot less again fun and i don't mean that in a bad way i actually mean that kind of in a good way it's not as fun but it's it's more personal it's it's more vulnerable it's more kind of taking a real stab at the way he was feeling at the time and as you might expect, the way he was feeling at the time was not very good. He w- was not doing very well. And, and you could tell that from, from Swimming, that, that 2018 record, Swimming. He then recorded Circles and had just about all of it finished before he, he passed away. Um, he then passed away and then um, his production team finished, um, you know, kind of finished the rest of the production on Circles and then released it in 2020. And it's really a lot. It's a lot different than than swimming. I'm going to kind of explain why it's 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 different and what makes it unique. And he was planning. My understanding is he was planning on doing a trilogy uh, with another album that was going to follow Circles, which of course is 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 not going to be happening because uh, he did pass away. But he was really kind of planning this this new side of him he's this this album is less hip-hop this album has much less rapping um i I shouldn't say that this album does have a lot of rapping but it's less see this is why music's hard to talk about let's let's do it i I don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do the best i can on this it's less rap rap um if that makes sense it's less in your face like you can hear him he's clearly rapping and in in swimming on his album swimming and on this album circles here he's doing a lot more singing and he's doing a lot of rapping but he's also blending it in with with the with 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 singing and what i have learned about mac miller um, throughout his career arc is the the first thing I recognized about him again is that he's a very very talented rapper there's there's I don't think anybody can really debate that in terms of his ability to to um, his his flow and, and and just his um his his vocal inflection 
is is really quite a bit different than than I would say um, you know other rappers um, at that at that time. He kind of had that, and I, I hate to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to compare him to Eminem. I don't want to compare every white rapper um, to, to to Eminem. But it's like with Eminem, when you hear Eminem. On a, on a track, you know it's Eminem. He's got a very, very unique voice. I feel that same kind of thing with Mac Miller. I also want to go on record for saying Mac Miller does not try to be Eminem at, at, at any point. I know a lot of white rappers, again, kind of get criticized because it's like every white rapper kind of tries to do what Eminem does. Um, Mac Miller did not do that at, at, at all, and I don't really mean to compare him to Eminem. What I am trying to compare him to in Eminem is the fact that he does have this very, very unique voice, these very unique kinds of vocal inflections that he uses that other rappers really don't 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 use and i'm and I, i'm gonna play some tracks from this album here in a little bit and kind of explain what i what i mean by that but um something else i i learned about mac miller again the first thing i i kind of picked up on is wow this guy can definitely rap the second thing i picked up on is 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 this guy can really write some some excellent melodies and and his ability his kind of his understanding of of chord progressions and his understanding of how um i i can tell this is somebody who if he's not trained if he's not trained on on you know music theory um he's somebody that definitely has me convinced uh, that 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 he is so if he isn't good for him because he definitely has me convinced that he is trained on music theory and kind of knows what he's doing when it comes to writing melodies and 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 writing chord progressions and songs these these songs that you're going to hear on circles and like i said i'm going to play a few of them here uh, for you in a little bit they have very very unique very interesting chord progressions he does certain things and i don't mean to bore you with the 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 the, the kind of details related to the music but he does a lot of things where he'll go from a minor chord directly into a major chord uh that's a very very or or, or vice versa go from a major chord directly into a minor chord and that creates when you do that it's a very difficult thing to actually write a chord progression where you do that where you'll go from like a d a d major to like a, a d minor immediately afterwards um but when you do that, you create a lot of a D major is a very, very happy sounding chord. A D minor is one of the saddest chords in music. So when you put those two immediately afterwards, it's kind of creating this. It's kind of creating this like um, unsettling feeling and i don't mean that again in a bad way i actually mean that in a very very good way because what mac is trying to do on this record circles is he's trying to express his emotions and the way that he's feeling and you can tell the way that he feels on this album is there is a, a lot of uncertainty there is a lot of it is very unsettling you can tell the way that he feels is very unsure and and the music seems to really match that in a very powerful way it's a very john lennon move actually john lennon is kind of the king of that of of, of taking these these major chords directly into minor chords and creating a lot of tension and creating a lot of uncertainty and creating again that 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 sense of like that kind of unsettling feeling um Mac did a really great job of that on this record. I noticed that right away, and I was very, very impressed with it. Another thing I noticed on this album, when you listen to this album and you compare it to, you know, uh, Donald Trump or something like that, uh, 
This album is much, much more minimal. It does not use a ton of tracks. On some of these tracks, in fact, um, like the opening track, Circles, he's almost only using a bass and some kind of subtle percussion and, and, and maybe some, some keys to kind of fill things out. And that's, that's really it. Um, and, and he lets that, that, that minimalistic sound kind of express the way that, that he's feeling because that minimalistic sound is very, very intense. If you ever have gone to a concert and let's say you're watching a concert and it's a full band and they're performing a full band and the full band's doing their thing and it's great. You're having fun. And then all of a the sudden they do something a little bit different. And now it's just the lead singer and it's only the lead singer and the piano and that's it. And the lead singer and the piano and he performs a song and it's just the piano and the lead singer that's going to sound a little that's going to be a little bit more almost intense that's going to be a little bit more intimate it's going to be um it, it's going to when you when when you have that minimalistic sound it really does create it can create a very melancholy kind of sad almost atmosphere and he does a brilliant job on this on this record creating um Again, again, allowing his, allowing the music to represent how he's feeling. The lyrics on this album, I've never been somebody that that really dives too deep into lyrics, believe it or not. It's, it's not, I, I, I'm really a music first kind of guy. The music's the first thing you hear. The lyrics are the second thing that, you know, the lyrics are kind of, to me, kind of the, it's music first, lyrics second. That's always been the way that I've rolled and on this album, like I think any great album or, or really, um, you know, any great piece of music um, will, will do, um, the, the lyrics and the music really seem to match up. And it really does kind of give you a, a, a excellent glimpse of the mind of somebody who was suicidal, of somebody who was addicted to drugs. And of somebody who was going through an extremely, extremely difficult time in their life. And that's why it's my favorite album of 2020. It's a very, very vulnerable album. It's And Swimming is too. From 2018, that, that was kind of the same type of music. But this, this album, I think, kind of took it a step farther. I think this is a much better album. I think it is a more vulnerable album. And... I think the natural reaction to somebody that's feeling, again, which, which he was, suicidal, addicted to drugs, you, you think of that as very, very sad. And in some respects, it, it is. But that's not the word I would use to describe this album. That's not the first word I would use to describe this album. In fact, I don't know what kind of words I would use to describe this album. Maybe it's because I'm not good enough with adjectives to come up with the right word. That's what does make that 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 is what makes music difficult to talk about is sometimes you can't really find the words to to describe it. You know, you ask somebody why do you like this kind of music? You're likely not going to get a very good response from them. they're not going to like break down why they like it and you're going to be like satisfied with their answer. More than likely they're going to be like I don't know, I just I just like it. 
so it's it's I, I don't know the exact word that I would use, but I don't believe that sad is the first thing that I would use to describe. What I do want to do is I want to play a few of these tracks and kind of explain what I mean um, a, l- a little bit further. Uh, the first song I do want to play is is the first song of the album. This is how he introduces the record. This is this is how he kind of sets the stage. And it is the title track. The, the name of this song is called Circles. I want to go ahead and play it. And I, I kind of want, as you listen to this, to kind of pay attention to the that, that real, like I said, that kind of minimalistic sound. Pay attention to that minimalistic sound. I also want you to pay attention to the fact that this is somebody that died not very long after making this record, that died of a drug overdose, that that did have a lot of personal demons. Just to kind of maybe keep that in the the back of your uh, the back of your head as you listen to this. But I, I do want to start off by playing this song, like I said, because I think it is a very very beautiful song, and I do believe it's a great introduction to the album. I think it sets the stage for Mac to discuss exactly what he wants to discuss, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and play it right now. So I'm going to play a little bit of a clip of his um, the first song on the album, the title track, Circles. So here it is. Well, this is what it looked like Right before you fall Stumbling around, you've been guessing your direction Except you can't see it all And I don't have a name, I don't have a name No Who am I to blame, who am I to blame, no I cannot be changed, I cannot be changed, no Trust me, I've tried I'd stand up right at the start of the line Drawing circles mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just a clip of the song right there But... It it, it it doesn't get it doesn't really change the music itself doesn't really change it kind of stays at that level of volume it's not like there's a moment where this becomes um, this big exciting thrilling song that that is what you get with it um, so obviously this is very different again if you're if your understanding of Mac Miller is, is is Donald Trump or knock knock or some of these um, hits that he had um, quite a quite a while ago um, this is definitely different I've always appreciated that 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 line which he uses and it's the name of the album which is circles and what he what he says is is drawing drawing circles which a circle is never ending it's just a loop it's a loop it's a never ending and i think that my my interpretation of that of drawing circles is he's stuck He's stuck in whatever kind of rut, rut, rut he's in. And these drawing circles kind of maybe represents this kind of insanity. I mean, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? And I think Mac himself is kind of, kind of, I, I don't want to say kind of confessing to that in, in, insanity because I don't, I don't, I don't want to maybe over, over overstep my analysis of the, of, of the song. But I think you, I, I think you can kind of get the point of, of, of what I mean by that um uh, again that drawing circles kind of seems to be like i'm i'm trying but at this point it's like i'm not really even trying anymore it's kind of like a i've I, i've done what i can and i'm i'm 
kind of I kind of give up is is honestly the the way that I, I I interpret that it's a it's a it's a very it's again like I said it's a very very beautiful song a very very minimal song doesn't doesn't use a whole lot of instrumentation and I think that in itself makes it makes it very powerful and 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 um it it, it sort of makes sense along with the lyrics but the name of the album is Circles and in the context of the word circles here he's referring to drawing circles and that's my interpretation of that is this this feeling of 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 doing the same thing over and over again but maybe expecting a different result knowing you're not going to get a different result and maybe not even really caring anymore that seems to be the way that I interpret it. And if you listen to his voice and you even just listen to the way he has, he uses that voice throughout the entire record. It's kind of, I shouldn't say he uses that voice. I mean, that is that is his voice. But you can tell just the way that, that he sings, he just sounds out of it, doesn't he? He sounds almost like he is on drugs. He very well maybe. Um, he sounds like he has, he sounds his vocal inflection does not sound anything like it does on Donald Trump. It sounds very, his vocal inflection makes him sound like he's in a really, really bad place. Um, again, that's just my interpretation of, of the way that, that he's singing. But I, I think that, um, I shouldn't say I think, I, I almost really want to say I know, but I, I don't know if I should go that far, is, is it, in music, it's not, the, it's not the words you say that are going to carry the most weight. It's how you deliver that line, right? Um, vocal inflection is everything in, in everything. I mean, in, in stand-up comedy, they call it your delivery, right? And your delivery, any comedian will tell you, your delivery is more important than the joke itself. The joke itself is garbage. Who cares what you're joking? It's about the way you deliver the joke. That makes it funny. It's the same thing here with music. It's not necessarily the words he says, although I can I can kind of offer my interpretation of the lyrics. It's the way that he delivers these lines that make it really impactful, that make that give it a very certain kind of energy. And in this case, it's not a very high energy. It's like the vibes are off. You know what I mean? It's like the vibes here feel off. And it makes so much sense when you think about the fact that he passed away a year and a half before this record was released. Um, that's the main kind of hook of the song that I, I wanted to analyze is just that drawing circles analogy that he uses, because I think it's very important. It's, it's the name of the album and I think it represents something in swimming he says, I think what he says is, I used to be drowning. Now I'm swimming, I think is what he said, which is very, very uplifting. It sounds very positive, right? This doesn't sound as positive. This is, I'm just drawing circles, just over and over and over again, the same old stuff um, is the way I interpret that. Um, but but again, it is a very beautiful song, and the thing I do appreciate about that song is the vulnerability, is the fact that this is somebody that's really um, kind of putting their their feelings and their emotions, not not afraid to put their feelings and, and emotions at, at at the forefront as any great artist um, 
um, I think would 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 do. So um, I, I really am a big fan of that song. I think it is one of the actually uh, I don't want to say it's one of the stronger songs on the album. I, I just think it's a great introduction to the record. I think that that he really, like I said, sets the stage and kind of sets things up to discuss what he wants to discuss. Uh, the next song I want to analyze here is 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 a song of his called Good News. And this is my favorite song on the album. This is really one of my favorite songs. I am obsessed with this song. I love this song. And it's going to take me a while, I think, to explain why I like it so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the best I can with it. But the chord progression on this thing is amazing. It is such a beautiful chord progression. And it is, again, one of those things that I kind of referred back to earlier where he switches from these minor to major chords and really creates a lot of tension and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unsettlingness. And the the main hook of this song goes, good news, that's all they want to hear. Yeah, they don't like you when you're down, is what he says. And I don't really think that there's a whole lot that I need to offer in terms of my interpretation of, of, of those lyrics. It's really coming back to the fact that the people that are closest to him in his life, Mac feels like a burden to them. You know what? I shouldn't even analyze it before I play it, but that that's the way I interpret that is, is Mac starts to feel like a burden to the people around him. And they all want to hear, again, like he says, they want to hear good news. But he doesn't have that because he's not in a good place. And he says they don't like you when you're down. And, of course, Mac doesn't really know if they you know, like him or don't like him. Of course, I can't speak on behalf of him, and I, and I shouldn't. But, again, this is his interpretation of what, what I love about this song is he, 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 he speaks from a very unique perspective. He speaks from a perspective of somebody that's going through a lot of depression drug addiction, um, like I said, suicidal thoughts. Um, and he offers that way he feels in conjunction with the relationships in his life. And the fact that, again, the way I interpret it is, is he's feeling like a burden to others. I think it's very, very powerful, actually. And I think the way that it works within the chord progression of the music and the minimalistic kind of structure of the music... I think it's beautiful. I love this song. Love, love, love this song. Uh, here it is. Good news, good news, good news. That's all they want to hear. No, they don't like you when I'm down. But when I'm flying, no, it makes them so uncomfortable. So different. What's the difference?
I've always found that to be a very, very bittersweet kind of line and, and, and really a line that I think hits harder to me than, than any moment on the, on the entire album where he goes, it ain't that bad. Um, a lot of this song is really doesn't require a lot of interpretation. I don't really like interpreting lyrics anyway. I try to steer clear of that if I, if, I, if I can because it is so widely open to interpretation for anybody. And anybody can make their own interpretation of the lyrics to, to make sense to their own life or their own experiences, um, if that makes sense. But a lot of this doesn't really require interpretation because it is so black and white. You know, when he says there's a whole lot waiting for me on the other side, he's not being very metaphorical there. I mean, he's talking about death and, and, and what he's also talking about is kind of an impending death. And he's not being very subtle about it. But that that line that really hits me is when he says, he goes, there's a whole lot waiting for me on the other side when I finally discover that it ain't that bad, that whatever it is that I'm going through isn't, in, 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 in context, it's, it's, it's not that bad. It, it, it's kind of a difficult line to, to, to even start to dive into because it's, it, 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 it's like Mac is, is kind of admitting that the realities of his life and the way that he's interpreting his life are two different things um, because it is that bad. Whatever it is that he's going through, whatever kind of personal issues he was dealing with at that time, and it, it is that bad. It doesn't matter. The reality of the situation does not matter. What matters is how you interpret it and how you feel about it. And clearly, Mac was very, very distraught. And clearly when he wrote this song, he was very distraught. And I think probably during the recording of the, the, the song, he was very distraught as well. And I just find that to be a very powerful moment in the song when, 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 he, when he says, there's a whole lot waiting for me on the other side until I finally discover it's not that bad. I don't know. I just, I've, I've always really, really liked that line. I've always found that to be um, kind of one of the more significant lines of the song. And just the, the way it works within the context of the song. I could talk about it all day, but, you know, when, when you hear it within the context of the song, that's what one, one of those moments that really, at least for me, kind of gives me goosebumps, kind of gives me chills. And I call it bittersweet, but it's really probably a lot more bitter than sweet, um, considering the fact he did die um, while he was recording this. I, I don't know at, at what point he passed away after he was recording this, but remember, this album was released a year and a half after he died, so I have to imagine that this song's creation and, 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 and his death were you know, pretty, or, or the recording of this song and, and his death were, 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 were pretty close, um, which, which really does, you know, ma make it sad. And I, I don't mean to bring anybody down and I, and I hope that I'm not because I, I really do find this song to be, um, like I said, I love this song. I, I love the music. I love the groove of the song. I can't even really, there, there's something very kind of druggy to me about the music. Even the music has this. And if you actually look at the music video, or if you look at some of the art that's related to this song, it's, it, it uses a lot of flowers. It uses a lot of, it uses a lot of, um, kind of these like revolving, types of, of flowers and colors and, and, and these, these different things that kind of give it this, this over-the-top, really, really happy mood that's, that's kind of contradictory to the lyrics that we hear. And you get that, you get that, um, 
the, the that that kind of roly, flowery, really kind of happy, colorful, um, smiley face type of artwork going on it kind of does seem to make somewhat it makes some sense in context with the music there's something about the music that does feel a little bit druggy to me there's something about the music that feels a little bit like again like it's it, it's like you're 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 there there's like this feeling of what is that word i'm trying to look for i have a word if i could think of this word the whole thing would be over i could i could just say this word right now and it would be the perfect way to describe it i can't think of the word i don't know i'm gonna work on it that's why i'm doing this thing right point is um i think it's a beautiful song i i do think that this 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 song does does an excellent job of um really creating the, the the mood and the atmosphere that that he's looking for it's not over the top sad when you listen to it, it's in a major key it sounds pretty happy like i said it's it's kind of got a kind of a druggy like there's like a it's like it's it's, it's not genuinely happy it's like this forced kind of feeling of happy which seems to make a lot of sense considering he spends a lot of this record talking about um his drug addiction and, and, and the fact that he's probably just holding on, um, to, to, to whatever he can, um, to try to feel good. So, um, yeah, boy, I don't know. I thought that was going to be a little bit of an easier one to talk about. It's not, uh, all of this is, is, is pretty tough. Well, that's why I'm doing this, I, I guess, you know, whatever. Um, okay. Last song I want to uh, do a real quick uh, dive into is Woods. This is another one of my favorite songs on the album. I think this is the eighth song of the album or something like that. It's a little seventh song of the album. Uh, a little bit farther down the, uh, down, the uh, down the track listing, but I, um, I really enjoy this song. I enjoy the music of this song, and it, the, the music of this song is uh, kind of a little bit different than, than uh, the rest of the tracks, I would say. I really like this one. Here it is. Run away, love, hate, love, heartbreak will have you bankrupt. Too many days in a day, better wake up. I put your face in the place where the space was. Nobody make you feel like you, but And you don't know what you should do. You just looking for someone to make you move. Oh, tell me. I'll make this planet feel like home. It's us first time, the door's closing. You know, I, 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 I think the first thing I would say is it's just if you even take his his voice out of it um, completely, I really just admire the the music uh, here. There's so many different subtle instruments and subtle tracks that he uses to really make this thing, to really expand this thing, and to really kind of turn this thing into really almost more of a psychedelic type of sound. He uses. Um, I'm a big Beatle. I mean, the Beatles are like my favorite band ever. And like he uses these, I don't, I actually don't know what instrument it is. It's some, some kind of, some kind of instrument that's very, very similar. It's kind of like a stringed instrument or almost a synthesizer. It's very, very similar to the exact kind of thing that the Beatles use on a song like, uh, a, a, a song like uh, Strawberry Fields Forever or I am the walrus. It's like these types of like almost backwards sounding violins or backwards sounding synths. I don't even really know how to explain it, but it's it's got a very, very psychedelic sound 
to it and you can tell the the mood on this song is it's it, it does definitely the, the, this it does have a very melancholy mood to it but his rapping and when you do take his his vocals in context with everything else i think this is the most frustrated max sounds on the entire record i think through the 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 grand majority of the record he really kind of portrays himself and i don't mean this in a bad way but he kind of portrays himself as What's the opposite of a victim? The, 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 I actually don't know. What's the opposite of a victim? Boy, see, this is why I'm doing this. I got to get better at this stuff. I don't even know what the right, the, the right word is. This is the, 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 the first time where I feel like he really kind of looks at himself as the victim. He looks at himself. He seems to be very, very um, tense about something. This is kind of the most tense that you get out of Mac on this album. He doesn't get tense very much ever. In, in, in any of his work, he never really gets tense. He never really seems to get frustrated. He gets sad. He gets defeated. He gets lazy. Lazy is not the right word, but it. I, I think you kind of know what I mean if you listen to, to, to some of the tracks on this album and even the, 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 the songs that I've, the two songs that I showed before this one. He kind of has this kind of lazy, really laid back kind of vibe to him. You don't get that with this with this one he sounds a lot more frustrated a lot more upset he really kind of comes at thing at things from a different angle in terms of the lyrics i'm not gonna lie i don't know if i understood a single word he said on <laughs> that entire song i really didn't and and i think he's being very intentional about that he, he's kind of masking a lot of what he's saying and i and i think he's being intentional about that he might not be but it definitely is a uh it definitely is a technique that artists use they sometimes they don't want you to hear exactly what they're saying kurt cobain was kind of the king of that kurt cobain would always kind of be masking his 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 lyrics uh, the the front man from uh, nirvana so you didn't really know exactly what he said but what you did know is that the music sounded sweet the music sounded cool um, and, and, and you also got a vibe, a very, very strong vibe on whether or not the song was happy, sad, mad, um, lovey dovey, whatever it is, you got a very strong sense of what it is just based on the music alone. And I think that same thing, uh, exists here. So the reason I do enjoy this, this album so much really has to do with, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the, the, my, my review of it, just the vulnerability here. Um, I, I think especially on that song, Good News, it's like there's not really a whole lot more he could have said than there's a whole lot more for me waiting on the other side. Like I said, that's not very metaphorical. There's not really a lot to dive into there, but it is very, very sad. Um, and it is really, I guess, hindsight's very, very kind of obvious in terms of what, what, what he was going through and what he was trying to um, express. And um, this is kind of the medium in which he chose to um, express it. And I'm really, really thankful that he did because I, I think a lot of people can can connect to, to, to something like this, not only because it's sad, but again, just because of that 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 vulnerability, that 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 fact that he kind of goes the extra mile to really kind of to to to, to not hold back any punches and to really express exactly how he's feeling um, in context with the, the music that, that he creates. I, I think it's very beautiful, and I'm, I'm, I really am a big fan of, of this album. And I'm a big fan of Mac Miller um, in general. And like I said, he's just somebody who's had an extremely interesting career, um, an extremely interesting career arc. Like I said, he really started just kind of as a frat 
party rapper, you know, doing doing stuff for fun, and he, and, he, and he kind of eventually started to kind of come over to to this side and make make music that's like I said a little bit more introspective. And I th- I think he's uh, it's a really kind of an interesting, cool career arc. I'm a big fan of of uh, of him, and I I think the last thing I'll mention is just the album cover. If you look at the album cover, you're gonna see double it's mac miller with like his hand on or like his fist on his head you know kind of like this defeated look on him and then you see double there's there's two of them which is you know to me kind of an obvious reference of 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 drugs and and seeing double is very common you know when you're intoxicated and it just again it just seems like there's not a whole lot more that that he could have said. I think even in that album cover, it's like he's not being very metaphorical about the fact that the the, the man was in a lot of pain at the time of this um, recording. He didn't die very long after the recording um, of a lot of these songs. In fact, um, many of these songs weren't finished until after he passed away. And like I said, he uh, you know he did pass away um, about a year and a half before this album was released. So um, there it is. Again, um, it was my favorite album of, of, of 2020, and, and and that's it. Boy, I'm having a tough time wrapping this up. Why can I not wrap this up? Why? It, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like when you're doing a presentation in class. You know you do a presentation in class, and then the presentation's over, and then you go, and yeah, so... That's it. That's kind of how I feel right now. I can't wrap this up. Why can I not wrap this up? All right. I am going to wrap this up. Thank you to everybody who did listen to this, especially if you got this deep into it. Really, really do appreciate that. Looking forward to doing some more of these. Like I said, this is kind of a little bit more of where my passion lies, so I'm having fun um, doing this. Also, definitely, definitely looking forward to getting back to uh, Bachelorette uh, season whenever that kicks off and, and doing this with Joey. Uh, might bring in some of my buddies and just kind of you know do some do some fun stuff. As well, uh, we'll see what happens. No idea. All right, everybody have a good rest of your day, and uh, we will see you guys later. Bye-bye.